0: Hello, gorgeous, powerful listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Powerful Link Startup Stories podcast. We've got another incredible, <laughs> I'm just blown away by the women that I've been meeting. And Angela is our guest today, Angela Quinteros. And um, she's just got, of course, a beautiful story and is in very much startup mode, uh, a baby business owner, if you will. Um, but again, because she said yes to her heart, even though she had this, you know, great, abundant, full life, when we kind of slow down because of circumstance or, um, a voice inside, we can then start to see more. And this is a common theme um, that I'm finding in these interviews and that you may be picking up on if you're listening to more than one. Um, But it's all about this small yes. And what I really love uh, about Angela is she articulated very well that where she's at in her journey from going, again, in a corporate um, job into an entrepreneurial role as a coach is there's been so many things in life that have played a part in this story that recognize saying yes and saying yes as a whole, not just as a business or into a startup. So I just want to point that out because, you know, we don't want to get too much tunnel vision on what we're doing. We are robust and dynamic and beautiful very far-reaching humans, souls, spirits. And um let's own more of that. Let's own what we've been and what we've accomplished and how it plays into what we're doing. And, and yes, we can lose it to the book of life or some conditioning, but it never goes away. So Angela's story comes from 19 years in education. Um, and being a woman of faith, and have given her heart and soul to God. And, of course, through life events, coming to new realizations, or in Angela's case, and I'll speak for her, and she'll correct me otherwise, saying yes to God going, Angela, it's time. <laughs> Come on down, right? Like we're on the Price's Right stage. So, mm-hmm. I'm just so excited to talk with you. We've got some beautiful, beautiful, and valuable things to share. Welcome to the show, Angela. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Amazing. And uh, yeah, there's nothing to correct, Mia. You are absolutely (laughs) right. Yeah. You are absolutely right. Um, There was a very, very big, scary yes that I had to. Um, own and step into to get to where I am today and there have been many many other small yeses as you described along the way that have all led to where I'm at and um, you are also correct in saying that in, in the baby stages of my business I mean I left my job in education in 20 I always lose track of the actual years 2021 Mm -hmm. It was July of 2021, and so I have been an entrepreneur officially for a year and a half now, Mm -hmm. Um, but the whole first year was God giving me time to work on me and set the stage for being a life coach and for owning a business and being an entrepreneur and having the strength to show up in that way boldly Mm -hmm. in front of the whole world <laughs> mm-hmm. day after day and sort of, you know, um, preaching, I guess, as you could say, or proclaiming what what my truths are and, mm-hmm. and, uh, what I've learned over the years and how that has positioned me to be able to help women, um, experience similar types of transformation and go through major life transitions, um, when they're stuck in places of insecurity and doubt and uncertainty and even frozen, um, Mm -hmm. out of fear. And so that's what I do. I help unthaw them out and get them some clarity and confidence so they can step forward with their own yeses.
0: And isn't it interesting that um, you held a high level position in the education Mm -hmm. system and came with, like, has that been helpful, that beautiful structure and understanding of organizations and you know a parallel to business was that helpful in starting your own business or did you feel like this new dimension of you came out and you had to explore and figure out what it means to run a business
1: I think for for my personal story it's definitely a little bit of both um yeah I think my background in education and just my own specific pathway over the course of those 19 years, I started as where most people start a teacher in the classroom Mm -hmm. and did that for 10 of those 19 years. And then I transitioned into a role called instructional coach, where I was essentially a coach and a mentor to Mm -hmm. new teachers. And I would observe and give feedback. Mm -hmm. And so that experience has like, totally set the stage for where I am now because that sparked something inside of me that just felt so natural and it was such a powerful connection that I was able to make with those teachers um I don't know how many of your listeners have experience in the corporate world or um maybe even in a ed- world of education but like having somebody come into your classroom which is your domain and like tell you what you're doing well but also what you need to work on isn't normally like well received <laughs> <laughs>
0: criticism do we perceive
1: it (laughs) the room and I I just I I found this knack for just making people feel comfortable and really just getting them to trust me and so then we were able to quickly establish that relationship of trust which allowed me to help them grow and become better versions of themselves really professionally but personally as well in some instances So those three years really set that stage of the experience that I'm now using as a life coach Yeah. of just like, how do you listen to somebody and let them pour it all out? But then at the same time, help them filter it through and not get so Mm -hmm. far down the path that now we don't know where we're at Mm because we've just talked about 10 different things. How do you ask powerful questions so that they can look inside themselves and discover these truths that they have and just haven't owned for themselves yet so all of those were skills that were given to me in the context of education and then as you described being a leader I was a school principal um, mm-hmm. for the last five years and so the the nuances that you that I feel you need to have to be a successful leader and work towards one vision when there are so many different moving parts and so many different personalities to take into consideration, so many different backgrounds, experiences, motivations, um, all these things to just bring perspective and to Mm -hmm. like, so that experience of like being able to put myself in other people's shoes and know how to approach each and every conversation unique to the person that was in front of me, whether it was a parent, or a student, or a staff member, or a community member, or my boss, like each one of those different types of people required me to approach the conversation with a different perspective and a different um, mindset, and so just that, being able to do that, and do that literally from like one minute to the next minute, because I was switching who I was talking to that quickly as a principal. Like all those skills, I feel like have really helped me approach, know, be a coach confidently and know that like I have the skills and actual experience to help women um, filter through their thoughts and all the noise and everything that's happening for them and really listen for those nuances that they aren't able to catch for themselves and then be the mirror that reflects it back for them to hear for themselves um
0: so definitely that yeah right definitely that and I really want to um articulate that you already were what you now are Mm. you already were what you are now Mm -hmm. and I say that for people listening for you to own, although it sounds like you have a strong connection to it. And for myself, because when we start a business, we can get lost in what's coming and sell ourselves short on what already is. And yes. if you have a calling, you are qualified. Is a beautiful sentiment quote to embody And to really trust yourself and to not differentiate that running a business is different from anything that we've done in life. Like you've raised three boys. (laughs) That seems way harder (laughs) than starting a
1: business in the age
0: of digital awakening. (laughs) Right. Right. So when we get these ideas or these... um, realizations Mm -hmm. they're coming from what's already in and we're just looking for for i don't know larger ways to express ourselves and to do so um probably a bit more freely right Mm -hmm. so because jobs have constraints and and i'm in canada and the school systems have significant constraints and there is decorum um and um I guess, regulations required where you can start to practice those greater skills mm-hmm. and get in a way like you're getting yourself ready before you know it for what else is coming.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm so glad that you pointed that out and that um, because I guess like to be totally honest, that's not even something I'd fully recognized myself Mm-hmm. and yes for your you know your audience of people who are just starting out and they're in the baby stages like you are going to have moments of doubt and insecurity and, and you're there's going to be times where you want to quit and throw in the towel and think never mind i wasn't called to this i it must have been a dream or i must have mm-hmm. been delusional or who knows mm-hmm. like what or i was just thinking bigger than what i actually can handle what none of that is true That's all just the insecurities that creep up when we start to show up more Mm -hmm. powerfully. And when Mm -hmm. we start to be more bold and really find our true, true calling, like you said, that that was the beginning for me. That was what built it. But in a, and you also touched on this, there was constraints Mm -hmm. in the public school system. Mm -hmm. I could not talk about my faith at all, especially being the boss especially because was not a faith-based school
0: then right no it was that's that's challenging in of itself
1: right? public school system so when we're going through the pandemic and I and my staff is asking me how can you stay so calm right now I couldn't tell them it's because I have God in my life like that was a big no no not even not
0: even As a now choice. as a life
1: coach, like, so Wait. to segue back to your original question of like, what is different for me now that I've been learning is embracing that part mm-hmm. of my life and being bolder and more confident about saying like, I have what I have and I am who I am because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in a relationship with God and I'm the daughter of the King. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. how I speak about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great. Um, you know, and so being able to step more into that part of me mm-hmm. is like, putting on my real skin. It's like stepping into the my real skin and my Mm -hmm. real me, but it's something it's change. It's Mm -hmm. different. And some and change even though it's my real skin and it feels super comfortable and Mm -hmm. I can, you know, move and groove in it, it's still new and there's still parts that are uncomfortable or where you I get a little bit insecure. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's so important to remind your listeners of like you you are called because you were qualified. And even if something feels rocky or you didn't get as many likes as you wanted or comments as you wanted on a post or any response at all, it doesn't mean that it wasn't valid content. It doesn't mean that your thoughts are invalid or worthless or nobody cares. Um, It just, it really honestly means nothing. The beauty about the online space is that it's going to be there and eventually it will hit the right eyes and it will hit the right
0: ears. (laughs) Yes. Amen. (laughs) We're done. You guys get all that? (laughs) That was gold. (laughs) Take it to the bank. (laughs) Yes. You show up to show up because you have to show up. And Rome wasn't built in a day, Mm -hmm. but it was worth the time it took to get that result and time is going to pass anyway. And you can't ignore, you can't deny that calling, because it will not go away. You could numb it, you could push it away, you could put it in locked up storage for a long time, but it will always come back. And most importantly, the longer you ignore it, Then you're putting off the inevitable, which will be it showing up on your deathbed and Mm -hmm. saying, hey, honey, before you leave, I need to implant this to you. So you remember for next time, if you believe in reincarnation and continuity that way, or take this with you as the lesson as you move into the afterlife. So. This, not the sooner, it will come when it's the right time. And then what? <laughs> <laughs> what was it like to quit your job to pursue your business full time?
1: Oh my goodness, it was so many things. The first things was freedom. And it was just this like instant weight lifted off my shoulders when I took, when I turned in that letter of resignation before, well before I had even made a single dollar as a coach. Um, it was just instant release. And for me as a believer, I also just heard that little whisper of God saying like, well done, you've taken that first step. And so then you get that, you know, I mean, we all, we all love that validation of when somebody tells you good job. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So those were all yeah. the initial things, but alongside that was a little bit of fear and like holy crap, what did I just do? (laughs) And like, okay, now what is the, what is this going to look like? And the fact that I didn't start making money as soon as I put an offer out there Mm -hmm. really scared me. I went from a six figure income and being the breadwinner in our home to a zero income. And for me, I was raised that you work for what you want.
0: Okay.
1: And so for me to be working and Mm -hmm. be making these attempts and doing what I was told I was supposed to do based, I had a business coach and everything.
0: Okay. And to be
1: putting out these offers and then get crickets and zeros and nobody signing up. I was, that that was one of those examples that I gave that I just talked about where I felt Mm -hmm. like okay did I hear you wrong like is this not what I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> um I thought you called me out of education but right now I can't think of any other way to make money other than minimum wage and I ain't going there
0: <laughs> or going to pay for your job back either right
1: yeah and it was super scary and what I started to recognize um was in my specific story a God provided financially in different ways. And so that pressure Mm -hmm. and that release, um, was relieved Mm -hmm. in his provision and just the way that he showed up in very creative, unexpected ways. (laughs) And then B, I also was recognizing a little bit of what I think I mentioned earlier on of there was, so the other part of how did I feel? There was grief. Yes. There was total grief. I, I, I lost a huge part of my identity that I was wanting to get rid of at the time because it was the thing that was burning me out and had me Mm -hmm. like just turned to dust. Mm -hmm. So I was wanting to get rid of it. But once it was gone, I missed it. Yeah, I missed the prestige. I missed Mm -hmm. the title of being the leader and being recognized as a good leader and the allocates that came with that, I missed that external validation that I would get from my job. I met, you know, I missed the, obviously the financial security, the money part, like that to me equaled success. And yeah. so since I wasn't making money yet in my business, I wasn't successful in what mm-hmm. I was doing. And so there was all these little seeds that were getting planted of doubt and insecurity and like, you know, you haven't made money, so you're not doing it right. It's not, mm-hmm. you're not being successful. And so there was all kinds of feelings that came with it and still simultaneously with the appreciation and gratitude and like celebration of like, oh, yeah. I can actually run to the school and take my kid their lunch because they forgot it because I'm home. <laughs> yeah. I can actually handle 50 phone calls in a day when my grandfather passes away because I'm home and I can pull away from my business for a little bit. I, if I was a school principal, yes, you get some grievance time, but you can't truly pull away. Yeah. Um, you can't turn it all
0: off. No. It's a living, um, crazy, needy yes. entity. And yes,
1: and so so many things were like I was still grateful and happy and like so appreciative of the space and time freedom that I'd been given, but at the same time, like still freaking out a little bit of like but is this really going to work? Do I actually have a
0: business? (laughs) So this is so gorgeous because what you're speaking of is duality. Duality. One doesn't exist without another, not one numerically. And this is a, a new concept. Well, it's not a new concept, but in, in terms of my, connection to the word and the concept duality is just arrived for me in like the last week or so because I'm experiencing some of that and I I so love that you spoke to the grief of leaving a job and all that that represented 19 years call it 20 is a significant portion of our adult life and you know we say oh children grow up so fast well because they change so much over 20 years, but then after we're kind of like, oh, now we're just are and mm-hmm. change isn't physical and it's less cerebral in some ways um, and, and, you know, can certainly be less physical other than the gift of aging, which is equivalent mm-hmm. to staying alive. Ladies, let's be gentle on ourselves. We're not dead. We're aging. We're alive. So this duality of everything is a great awareness that you have. And maybe now in hindsight, you can see it. It can be hard when we're in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, just to really point out, to give ourselves permission and to recognize that it's never going to be just one happy thing, because what is joy without grief? What is sun without dark? What is warm without cold? these are like nature's laws and um, we should expect to have these. And I know for myself, like I would get on these highs and then kind of crash. Right. And now Mm -hmm. I'm learning to just ride the wave and enjoy it all and ground in. And that doesn't mean um, not being like the excited five-year-old that really exists inside of me. (laughs) It is just being like, um I don't know, aware and um open to the things that are happening and allowing them to happen and, and ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> you quit. You're excited. The other thing I wanted to play back there um, was this idea of receiving. And you you spoke of like receiving success should not should, but you know, Um, can be often identified for us in the form of money, but um, receiving is so much more than that. And so in quitting your job, you were able to receive space for your children, Mm -hmm. space for your grandparents, see the family through that, because let's face it, that's not a nuclear event. That is a huge, huge event that affects multiple personalities and dynamics and things. Um, Able to receive space a year or so of space to incubate yourself and and come into Mm -hmm. this life coach to space to grieve and adjust Mm -hmm. to the change and then these wonderful you know gifts of god that you said were sprinkled throughout too Mm -hmm. so in that year what were you doing um as you started to explore your business and your and your newer self your more self
1: yeah i was As I had mentioned, I had hired a business coach and was in a program and it was a year long program. Um, That was actually the second coach I had hired. The first coach, um, I had already hired her while I was still a principal because she she was the one that had kind of planted the seed of like, you actually can have your dream career because I was her market research person. And I think your audience understands the term market research. And and so in that conversation, I thought I was just talking to somebody that my mom respected and was like going to pay me 50 bucks to talk to her for an hour. But (laughs) but in that conversation, um, she planted the seed and kind of like I know I can see now in hindsight that God used her to like open my mind to the possibilities of things beyond education because I had come to him and was like, I am burnt to a crisp. I've done the math. I don't got 25 more years. I don't even think I have one more year. Like what is next? (laughs) And so that is part of it. And she was super heavy on business strategy, super uh, like very specifically like high ticket client attraction is what that program was geared towards, which is what I needed at the time. When my mind was so focused on financial security and the replacement of my income, mm-hmm. I couldn't fathom life without replacing the current level of income that we had been living at. And so that high ticket client, you Ten know, clients, mindset $10, program dollars,
0: yes, grand. All of that, I'm that in. sounds
1: great. Let's do it. Yes, okay. That was what I needed to hear okay. in order to take this leap of faith. And okay. then after mm-hmm. leaving the job and continuing, then I started as I'm doing the work with her of like, who's your ideal client? Who's your what's your niche? What's your this? And like mm-hmm. diving into those things, I really just could not gain any traction, and it was just like going up against this wall. And I started to recognize that like it was because I wasn't bringing God anywhere into it. Mm-hmm. I was targeting executive leaders um, at the time, oh. and People who would while I money knew money, mm-hmm, pay for yep, a high ticket. Yep. Yep. And I knew I had your, not really your people. No, I thought they could be my people because I was an executive leader. Like I was the woman who has the master's degree and led a school of 600. I mean, in the corporate world, being a principal is the equivalent of being a CEO because you have, you, I mean, I supported a staff of 60 um, and oversaw a campus of 600 students plus their parents. (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> and step parents and grandpa and legal guardians <laughs> and so
1: logically it made sense that this would be a good niche for me to pursue because they can afford it I can speak to it I can support it um all the things right
0: I feel qualified to relate I feel to qualified
1: them. to relate like to them all on a level so yeah. it's
0: not it's not scary to think of myself as a and I'm just making up the number but like as a ten thousand dollar her client coach, it feels right. Yeah. Right. Okay.
1: okay. Right. And then I wasn't gaining traction. And so then I, you know, what, uh, I don't know about how many of your listeners, but I imagine it's the same similar experience for them as it was for me of like, once you become an entrepreneur, like your online world just kind of grows really quickly <laughs> and you hear and get exposed to all these things that you didn't even know existed before. Yes. And so that same thing happened for me, and I found my next business coach, which was a Christ-centered business coaching program, and that felt like the missing piece. It was like this is what's been missing. You, you're a faith-filled person. You 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 give glory to God for the credit to God for getting you out of that burnout season and this career, Mm -hmm. um, and you're not bringing Him along with you for this ride in entrepreneurship that was where it felt incongruent for me at the time. And so this felt really great. Well, this program, while it did give me business strategies, so you ask, what was I doing during this whole year, I was essentially following the program. If they said prepare for um, a launch for a group coaching program, then I created a group coaching program and I followed the script, so to speak, for the launch. And, um, and then I was going to all my coaching calls and working through the workbooks and doing all the things that I was being told to do to be a successful uh, Christ-centered business owner and entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and the pieces of that program that were working for me the best and speaking to me the most were the mindset pieces. And the personal growth pieces of just like, that's when I started to recognize that how deep in grief I really was at the time and why I was taking these feelings about losing that identity, but transferring it to a feeling of lack of success or, or inability to step into this role of entrepreneur. And so I did a lot of healing I was going through the motions when it came to the scripts and the workbooks and the business minded stuff. I was doing my homework. I was being a good student, (laughs) Mm. Um, but it wasn't really like I've shared with you. I had zero dollar launches because there was no fruit to see from my efforts. Um, And I now know, looking back in hindsight, I can now see it's because God was laying this foundation for me to have roots that go so deep. So that when he does bring clients my way, mm-hmm. I'm unshakable. And when I do have to start to manage more time being placed into my schedule that I don't have as much flexibility with and still making my prior- my family a priority and yes. what we've established as our quote unquote new normal, which is healthier for all of us, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, maintaining that, I can now do that with confidence because of all this time that I spent learning about myself understanding my weaknesses my strengths um, and just healing too there was a lot of healing that took place over the last year Um, and then like I said simultaneously going through the motions taking business steps of like just knowledge creating knowledge base learning more about online space how do you market yourself how do you um, attract people into your audience What are different ways that you can serve an audience virtually or in person? How do you like all the things? Um, And so also taking steps towards that like, know, and trust factor and gaining credibility out in the online space, as well as my local community.
0: So this is creating a business while creating the you that will serve through the business. Yes. creating a business, creating the you that serves through the business. Mm-hmm. And in the coaching industry, we can have a very meaningful impact when we have gone through what it is that we want to share and support others in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And doing your own work prepares you with this built-in return on investment. Um, and again, that, that abundance, that receiving, not necessarily being money, but being healing, being um, a new voice that somebody needs, because <clears throat> for other um, women of faith, they may feel more comfortable identifying with you and you will be the right messenger for them as a result of that, right? Um, so it's a, a beautiful synchronicity that happens kind of simultaneously. But what I also love about your first year is that you did build structures around your business. <clears throat> you didn't just try to like sell this idea um, into the wind. And so... Right. Now in your business, presumably, from what assumptions I'm making around that program, launches different kinds of offers, um, different kinds of events, probably different tiers of cost for offers. Right. Um, and including an upcoming um, valentine's day event in person so let's talk about some of that like the actual more tangible things now that are allowing you to express and serve and um request a monetary exchange for Mm
1: -hmm. um what are you selling what are the yeah what yeah
0: exactly right (laughs) sometimes i get wordy yeah no,
1: no. and you did um yeah, you did introduce that perfectly of like what I had been learning and what I had been putting into place, um, and yeah, so where that has all led me to has been I'm no longer well i that didn't last very long, to be honest, I'm in the approach of like high ticket that didn't that didn't really resonate for me. it was more of like more of like who do I really feel called to serve and who do I mm -hmm.
0: like the that executive high ticket had the wrong shininess Mm -hmm. to what this greater mission was yes right like you were trying to leave that world and then you're coming back in a different it's it's yeah right you're like oh so it was like a test I guess of really letting go like Mm -hmm. you said of that identity so so great. Yeah. Yes. High ticket. No, it was. And then not recognize needed, that right? mm-hmm, not, not needed. needed to build a business. It, it, right. See things online. I made a hundred thousand dollars selling a $37 offer. So <laughs> just create some different things at different prices. So you let go right. of high ticket. Great. Yep.
1: I let go of high ticket and I even let go of, I had been taught that you should start in group coaching. Um. Mm-hmm. Which was interesting. And so I guess maybe because more bang for your buck, like you you advertise something and if you get 10 people to sign up at that price, you can serve them all at the same time versus if you have 10 one-on-one clients, then that's more time from you that's needed to serve them. So I get the rationale behind that. But again, like I was discovering that my sweet spot was more so in the one-on-one connections and in helping each woman through her individual story where she was at, And so that's really kind of where I've landed right now. I have what's called power hour sessions, which is kind of that low entry of like, let's just dip our toes in the water of coaching with Angela and and just kind of see what it's at. And it's like 50 bucks an hour or you can do bundles and save some money. And, you know, that's how we just kind of would get started. Or sometimes that's all a a woman needs is just they need that sounding board to work through one thing that has been holding them back and they can't pinpoint it. And they just need to like verbally vomit and then have somebody process that vomit for them.
0: (laughs) When you use that in a post too, which is humorous, right? Like, look, you're lit up giggling. It's fantastic. So you're enjoying that. They're enjoying that. It's a, um, a very friendly coaching commitment. It's not like $5,000 for six months with a stranger that may or may not actually right. align with me.
1: <laughs> and it's so versatile. Like if somebody's local to me and they want to start coaching, I'm totally down. Let's do a walk and talk. Like I love, yes. I b- strongly believe in like being in a place that grounds you when you're being coached whether that's on a walk in the fresh air or near water for some people or your safe space in your house, like whatever that may be. So yeah, I, it's so flexible that I, I can do it in person for anybody who's local. I can do it through Zoom for anybody who's not. Mm-hmm. I can do it on a, a met, an app called Voxer for anybody yes. who doesn't have Wi-Fi internet access in that time frame or doesn't have that same flexibility of like, I need to be on a camera for an hour straight. It's like, no, through Voxer, you can be a little bit more flexible and we can still have an solid hour of really good coaching. (laughs) So there's so much flexibility with it that I've really found um, that's a sweet spot for me. And then um, like you kind of said, there's tears, right? So Mm -hmm. there are women that are finding themselves in my world and That's where yesterday's post came into play of like talking to all these different major decisions I've had in my life, major life transitions I've gone through in my 42 so far years of life Um, because I'm finding that that is a need that I didn't recognize many women have is somebody to help them process all the thoughts that come up through making major transitions or life decisions and usually they want to make they're thinking about making that because they're unhappy with where they currently are Mm -hmm. whether that's a relationship or a job usually it's a job Um, sometimes it's the city you're living in or the type of home you're living in and but whatever it may be that transition you're exploring or that change you're exploring um you're you're, you're going to your normal places for, for mentorship or for sounding boards. And sometimes your normal places aren't able to understand your heart or they are giving advice that's logical. They're giving advice that's from their past experiences and they're not truly listening to you. Um, and so I've discovered that like, that's a true gift to give women is to be able to have the skills to just listen and hear their heart and their true desire and give them permission to step towards that and to filter out all the noise and filter out all the outside or out, external circumstances and outside perspectives that are um, colluding this, this, this thought process and this decision and um, and so that's like I call that next level life experience, and it's a twelve week one on one intensive kind of program to help you move towards um, or get through, move towards and or get through a major life transition. And then something that I'm super pumped about as I do in person retreats. Again, I I Whoa, just get person? so lit up. What? Yes, right. Yes, an <laughs> online coach who does things in person. <laughs> I just love it's oh, over. Oh, over we can get yes.
0: back into the real world
1: <laughs> yes and there's so much freedom in stepping into what feels good for you yeah and when it feels good for you you show up with a different different energy like me I so appreciated when one of the first things you said is like your face just lights up like you're just so joyful and I feel it through your posts and I see it in your pictures and like I so appreciated hearing you say that because that's my goal that's what I want I want my audience to feel my energy and my excitement around these things and my confidence around these things um and that happens for me as a even baby business owner that has happened for me when I've really just stopped listening to the gurus to the T. I take it I take it in I respect it for what it is as somebody who's above me in experience and income and all the things. But then I also Customize have it. given myself freedom to just be like, okay, well, this particular part doesn't feel good for me. This feels forced, like going into other people's Facebook groups and engaging there to try to grow my own audience. When I was doing that, it was a chore. It felt mm-hmm. icky. It wasn't mm-hmm. authentic. And so did it improve and, and like, do I have a bigger audience as a result of my activity over in those places? Uh, No, it didn't work because I didn't have the, I didn't have the authenticity behind it. I didn't have the right intentions behind it. I was doing it because somebody told me that's what you're supposed to do. And so as soon as I was able to let that go and just truly be more in flow with where I felt in alignment with where I felt God was calling me to, all of those things, like I just found myself showing up differently, which then created more engagement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Surprise! <laughs> so the importance of the photo, if I look at your LinkedIn photo, which I think was still a bit more principal. is is a little dusty I'm rarely over in LinkedIn at all (laughs) right so if you guys are interested to really see this tangible concept of energy of vibe look at Angela's LinkedIn profile I'll use it when I promote this podcast I'll do the the contrast to how she's showing up now she looks more like herself now than she did there and that does send out a pulse and it does guys it takes time yes. to get going like mm-hmm. we're not opening a new starbucks mm-hmm. <laughs> that's been around for 30 years that everybody knows right we're opening mm-hmm. up us we're opening up a new service that that is also new to us to mm-hmm. get to know and what's really cool with what you've done is you've played and experimented with different things mm-hmm. and got a sense of them and didn't say no right away and didn't um only say yes to one thing either right. mm-hmm. you just experimented a little bit and tried different things um and just kept working on <clears throat> the what you were building overall and you know we as solopreneurs as entrepreneurs as startups there's a lot of to learn. And so you just pick one or two things and go with it and try and then pick another one or two things and go with it and try. And um, what I really love about what you're doing in your business is um, these in-person events. And so in our preamble, I mentioned, um, I just really have this screaming loud message around marketing, because it can feel like such a barrier but all we're doing in marketing is talking about what we love and what's on our heart and we're sharing it. And we can do that in a number of different ways. So we can do that online, but we can also, which is going to, I'm going to like be super um, ad nauseum with this kick it old school, yeah. <laughs> kick it old school all the way to like 2090 back to <laughs> the new nineties. Um, uh, around showing up in person and, and offering uh, small collectives. And as you said as well, you're looking for quality over quantity, mm-hmm. you know, and that will bring more quantity over time. Yes. So um, after putting these uh, offers out that you have and you had an in-person event in October, you're doing it again in a couple of weeks time from mm-hmm. this recording we will even less than that. Um, so tell us a bit about, about that and how it went the first time because you created a copy paste process mm. for these in-person events, right? Because right. you had success and now you have a new tool to keep going with, which is great. So tell us, bring us into that part of the business.
1: Yeah, for sure. So the, concept of the retreats kind of just got started well one it was a dream idea that i had from the very beginning of like and i still have it as far as how grandiose i would like them to get in fact i was just telling my husband this morning i was like i want to hold a retreat that's like a weekend long retreat and yeah. eventually i want to own a piece of property where yeah. i can hold the retreats on the property regularly throughout the year mm-hmm. at dreams Mostly because I love in person connection. Like, I just love meeting new people. I love, and online is great for that too, but there's just something different about physically sharing space with people.
0: I wanna hug <laughs> them. I wanna touch people. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 And smell breaking,
1: them. <laughs> yes. And breaking bread with them, sharing yeah. food, sharing yeah. drinks, and just that different environment that that creates. And so, yeah. one of the things that I've recognized a lot, really, honestly, it started with my own friend circle of just like, Mm -hmm. how great would it be if I could provide a space to bring these different women in my life from different pieces? They're all within 20 miles of me, but they're just from different pieces, areas of my life. Mm -hmm. If I could bring them all together, together and give them four hours of just me pouring into them and them getting the name of the retreat was called refresh. Mm -hmm. And it was just that concept of like, you are a busy most of them were moms. You're a busy woman. You don't take time for yourself. You don't prioritize some self-care. You really give, give, give with very little coming back for you. And so here's an opportunity to take four hours out of your day on a Saturday and come and enjoy some amazing food and some delicious drinks in a beautiful country setting. Mm -hmm. Um, And just let me pour into you and get refreshed in those four hours and you will leave it feeling lighter and fresher and more energized and just a little bit happier. (laughs) Well, and equipped with with new tools, right? And equipped with new tools. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It was a great combination of teaching and like me sharing content that, um, the Lord had given me, um, Mm -hmm. as well as just my own experience around things like, um, boundaries and creating priorities and using your values as a filter for time management and for decision making and so that was a big piece of it um and then yeah
0: so it's you on stage (laughs) air quote stage yeah um and are you speaking are you using any visual um support like any powerpoint i'm so i'm so love powerpoint forever yeah
1: i (laughs) for example for me that has not been my style um the women who came received a journal and they received like a one-page handout because refresh ended up being an acronym okay and so they received a one-page handout with like the different letters and I would give them time to sort of like pause and take a few notes or pause and turn and talk to each other at the table and that's where like my teaching skills came into play like earlier on we talked about how did my experience Mm -hmm. in my career in my corporate side lead into what I now do as a life coach and like putting on this retreat I tapped into all kinds of those skills of just like how do you bring people together and not just sit and talk to it's not um you're not preaching at them. It's not sit and get, we call it. That's a phrase we use in education of like, it's okay. not sit and get. You don't just sit here and receive, receive, receive because um, in, case, TV. in case your listeners didn't know this, if you, <laughs> speak, for, if you speak for an hour, you, uh, your listeners are only getting 10%. Wow. <laughs> they can only retain 10% of what you just said in that hour. Um, and that 10% could be gold. It could be the one thing they need. But that's also why like podcasts are so great because you can play it again. And you're going to get a different 10% the second time you listen to
0: it. Listen 10 times. (laughs) times. And leave lots of reviews every time. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
1: So no, I don't use any visuals. Um, For me, it was more about I really wanted to create that sense of community, that sense of like we're here to share this space together and support each other. You're here to also learn and gain applicable str- strategies and skills but you're also here to just be encouraged and know that you're not alone in this struggle to find what we call work-life balance or life balance or you know all these things and so that was my focus so I intentionally kept it very family feeling very much like we're around the family table type of feeling of um you know, lots of discussion amongst the women. And um, again, the food and drinks part helped of just like very casual. Mm-hmm. It was an outdoor event for mm-hmm. that time because October is here in California where I live. It's beautiful weather, mm-hmm. typically. Um, and then so now, for this next retreat in February, I have like the structure of like, how do I advertise this? because I still have to advertise it mostly online. Um, yeah, still, so I'm still using. Facebook and Instagram to advertise it and promote it um, because most of the people that this would be appropriate for are following me in those spaces um, okay. and then I have through word of mouth too like you know at my local church they prom- they've they promoted it in their women's groups for me. <laughs> um, friends have promoted it in their women's Mm -hmm. groups at their churches where they go because it is it is I do talk about God a lot so you don't have to be a Christian to go but you do need to be okay with hearing me talk about God (laughs) and prayer um and um yeah and so we're doing another one February 25th and I as far as like the copy and paste part like you said I have the um, the whole like landing page, like how do you register for an event okay. like this? How do you pay for an event like this? And all of that still happens pretty much online. But since it is in person, I do have a few people who asked if they could pay cash or check and like, sure, bring it on the day.
0: <laughs> or e-transfer. <laughs> or send it in the mail or whatever. Yeah, okay. So um, this is yeah. fantastic because you're trusting yourself enough to host four hours of quality content to empower and love on women mm-hmm. you're inviting them in person to create community where we may presume that even without a facebook group for the life of the event they can still make meaningful and continuous connection from that starting point yeah. it's super low tech mm-hmm. you um either i'm going to assume and you'll you'll speak to it you either hire a caterer or self provide simple food as ordered through the grocery store and maybe made the morning of in the kitchen because we're a startup. And if you're smart, which you are, include the cost of food in the price of the event without making the event price um, a barrier, like a fair market price. Mm -hmm. Then you have access to a venue that is uncomplicated to access. Right. (laughs) You declare what that venue is. Um, and then you're very low tech. So you're removing any excuses, resistance, unknowns, barriers for yourself too. And you have a loose structure around it. Um, but you're practiced in your intuition and in your leadership confidence that you know you can facilitate this. And I just want to take time to say that because hosting a four-hour event in person does not have to be some big, crazy Pinterest, you know, insane magazine pho- photography thing. It's just women getting together to eat and chat and learn about love, really, through a facilitator. Mm-hmm. So good for you for doing that and supporting it with the landing page. Like, um, it's actually not really hard to set up an online payment page, is it? No. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I'm not a super high techie person. I don't have intuition when it comes to tech as mm. far as like, what should I even try? I have mm. a friend that I call who tells me. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Team, you have your IT yep. team.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a friend that I call that is in that whose brain does just say, "Oh, we'll try this," and it's like, mm-hmm. "Okay." Um, so yeah, no, very very low tech. Very, it was. I literally printed my own pages of notes. It was probably nine pages total of notes to get through four hours of content. And again, that's where my experience as a teacher came into play because, like, I've done tons of lesson plans, so it's kind of a similar approach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um and. Yeah. And then you just, you you do, you use your intuition, you're, you're providing the space. The most important thing I think is for someone who's exploring an in-person event and is intimidated by it, I would say is establish your primary goal and intention between what, why you're providing it. Yes. And for me, I knew my primary goal and intention was community and was to give these women an experience that just felt peaceful and fun and a break like a break from the normal busyness of life um and I knew since I knew that was my goal then even the stuff related to my own preparation and my content could sort of be taken with a grain of salt because it was like I'm more focused on the experience and by watching my audience in live you know, lifetime, live time, or like in real time, that's the right way to say that in real time, in real lifetime lifetime life. (laughs) Yeah. Just kind of like observing them. Like when I would give them something to dig into and discuss a little bit, then I could gauge and monitor of like, wow, they are really getting into this. Okay. I thought I was only going to give them three minutes to talk. I'm going to give them 10. I'm just going to keep listening in and look for the right place to transition and segue. And it was just, it was beautiful to see that and have that under that one time under my belt, um, to now know that like it is replicable and I can't, and I know that I can, um, sort of not lowering expectations is the wrong way to explain this, but that's, what's coming to mind right now in the sense of like,
0: you have higher confidence in doing it again. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess that's the better way to say
1: it of like lowering the expectations I had placed on myself of how hard air quotes this was going to be and how intimidating it was at first to, um, to do this because yeah, I essentially, I did put it on by myself. Um, it was, and the venue was my mom's house. She happens to live on two and a half (laughs) acres in the country with a beautiful pool and like beautiful landscaping. And so it was just like, sweet. Here's half the experience right here. Most people don't get to
0: experience life in the country. So they got to experience it for four hours. So smart. (laughs) Leveraging what you already have to create an experience. And and just start somewhere. And I started with what I had access to. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yay, mom. Because A, she's not going to (laughs) say no to you, most likely. And B, super score. This is why I always say it's great to have friends because mm-hmm. I don't need to have a stable full of horses or a big fancy house when I have genuine friendships who have mm-hmm. that and then we all share in it together right yeah. so you're you're already kind of smashing this solopreneur idea where you know you you lean on friends for IT support you lean on mom for luxurious getaways <laughs> you <laughs> lean on um other experiences and and people to support and nurture you and these are ways that we are already becoming the CEO that we are as we become it Mm -hmm. (laughs) um by seeing and collecting those pieces without thinking that they're conditional or in the future only like they are available now
1: oh absolutely
0: and with the marketing like you know online where you're following is but I think there's still opportunities with postering right for example printing posters putting them on community boards leaving them in in the library at a cafe like places where you can advertise and see that and mm-hmm. and just cast a few more lines out there because um I yeah we're we are still in a what was that three-dimensional world and so we can meaningfully collect and reach other people even outside of the online spaces particularly for an in-person event um because <clears throat> you, you know aside from having to put a qr code to direct them to an online one with a paper product somewhere mm-hmm. um they're out and about and they're within drivable reach of the location for the most part so um right. You know, there's there's opportunities like that that maybe sometimes we get lost. I, like I said, I mean, I I've been caught up in the online space, and I'm like, oh, there's the world's so much bigger, <laughs> even though the internet makes the world bigger. Yeah, there's there's things around us too. So, so how big are these events? Like, do you put a limit on the number of women that can come?
1: I have, um, and so that was also, I guess part of the reason of why I didn't go the route of flyers in a lot of different public places um, was because I wasn't seeking to fill an auditorium. I was limited to my mom's backyard and what they could hear with the own volume of my voice without a microphone. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's capped at 25 um, because uh, 25 to me, and again, this kind of goes back to my experience in the classroom like anytime I had under 30 in the classroom it felt intimate it felt like it felt like we were we were a little community whereas like anytime I had more than 30 in the classroom it felt like it was hard to connect with each student on an individual level and so I kind of took that uh, that experience and applied it to what I was wanting to create in the sense of like it was very important to me to create a safe space where women could connect who don't know each other fairly quickly and get to a place of vulnerability with each other, so that they could truly maximize the benefit of what I was offering them, mm-hmm. and um, and That's so a for very me, clear intention, yes, very yeah, clear intention. and so for me, and also to me, if I'm being totally honest, part of the reason why I also wanted to keep it at 25 was because it was my very first one, and I didn't want to sure. overwhelm myself.
0: Yeah. Data <laughs> testing. I knew what yeah. I could
1: kind of handle and yeah. what I thought I, what I thought I would feel comfortable with. And I was right. I felt comfortable with
0: it and it yes. went really well. <laughs> yes. Right. Perfect. And, and in that, you know, things can bleed out. And um, so are you going to have, um, are he gonna, are you, will there be somebody there to support you, to maybe get fill up your water or to take photos and or video even off of their phone at this next event have you thought about um kind of collecting some of the material because it's such a you know we can take screenshots and clips from being on screen and recording and we can then we can have pictures of us on stage in front of audiences which right. is very empowering as well so Have you given any thought to to some of that type of coverage?
1: Yeah. And I'm glad that you even asked that as it's approaching more quickly, because at my very first one, I did have the benefit of my online biz bestie. She's actually from Canada as well as uh, like you. Um, And we had never met in person, but she happened to be in California visiting her brother literally the week before my retreat and so we just arranged it that she would fly from there to my house Mm -hmm. and do the retreat with me and so yes I did get I was able to get photos of Mm -hmm. myself teaching and interacting with the women and she got photos of the beautiful spread of food and just the location like that I'm now reusing for Mm -hmm. this time around for advertising of like this is what it looked like last time, you know, in the times I've done this before, here's what you can kind of start to get an idea of your head of what to expect visually. Um, and so yeah, for this time, I don't yet have a specific person identified. In fact, my mom has shared with me recently that she'll be at a wedding
0: and not uh-huh. even at
1: the house on the day that we're doing the retreat. So I can't ask her, but... Um, I do have a fr- good friend of mine that I know was planning to attend anyways, and mm-hmm. I know she would be happy to kind of play a dual role of participant mm-hmm. as well as, um, like you said, curator
0: <laughs> and supporting. Yes. And, and, yes. and, you know, I, I point that out because they, like they said to you in the preamble, it's a fantastic opportunity to collect marketing material, but yeah. I also want to make it clear that it's not complicated. You don't mm-hmm. have to spend fifteen hundred dollars on a professional photographer to come and shoot your thing. Right. Use use an actual camera; they still exist, mind you. Sometimes phones are even better these days. Right. And if the person's not sure of what to take pictures of, you give them some scenarios to base it off of, and then away they go. Like the benefit of your online biz bestie is she probably has, you know, some. Um, understandings of what would look good for marketing photos and and can take them but that's mm. a very easily explained concept to somebody who doesn't know what to do so I do hope that friend right. you have in mind you know yeah will serve no I'm purpose. glad you
1: brought that up because that's marketing and and forward thinking when it comes to planning an event is something that I tend to like not put very much time and in, into I'm so caught up in the present moment and yes. planning for the present so I'm actually I'm very appreciative that you brought that up and kind of brought it back to the forefront before what with, with plenty of time for me to still implement that <laughs> and
0: take advantage of that yeah and get her to take little video clips too <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and uh wonderful so this is super exciting um it sounds like it's going to be great is it at the same venue is it at your mom's house again
1: Yep, same venue, because
0: um, we have the flexibility to, if it's great weather, like it
1: happens to be today, we can stay outdoors. And if it's not, then we can easily flip it to indoors and be near a fireplace and just have it be all cozy and amazing.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a good fit for February, even in California. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Cool. That's great. So Angela, as we kind of wrap up here, like what, um, what have you overcome That we haven't talked about or what are you your choice a guest choice or what are you just so excited about in 2023
1: i think i'm going to go for what i'm excited about because it also kind of tags with something i've recently overcome which um for some reason it for a full 24 hours all-consuming popped into my head of like I can't make more money because I can't add more clients to my schedule because they all have full-time jobs and live on the west coast where I live they're on my same time zone and they all want me to work with them in the evenings and on Saturdays when I can't be very available and don't want to work and so I had this like thing in my mind of like
0: what do I do now like I'm tapped out
1: (laughs) (laughs) and I quickly was able to overcome that with Um, Just a quick conversation with that same biz bestie of just kind of processing out loud. And in that conversation, I had this almost immediate realization of like, uh, duh, like ask God to help you expand your audience beyond Pacific Standard Time Zone. (laughs) Get out of PST and your problem is solved because Mm -hmm. like people on the East Coast are three hours ahead of you and they'll be getting off work, but it's still the middle of your day while kids are at school and husband's at work. And I have the free uninterrupted time to devote to being a really good attentive life coach to them. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, this is, hello. You're like, why are you placing these limitations on yourself? That's you right. have the ability to reach audiences in other time zones in other parts of the world. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. And so um, I'm super excited about that and um, appreciative of opportunities like this of being on a podcast that has a larger reach and will help me with that goal of expanding my audience and getting outside, I guess you could say, my little bubble of, um, uh, of, my, of where I currently have the warmest audience. The warmest audience is very close to be in proximity. And so I'm looking to expand that and um, just super excited for, for what that looks like and, and the opportunities that come along as I work towards that.
0: Super so uh we can follow you on instagram you have a website you're active on facebook as well
1: yes i am on i do not have a website um, at this time i have a link tree with links to multiple ways to interact with me um and i can send you that if i haven't done it yet for your listeners um but yeah instagram i am at angela quinteros coaching Mm -hmm. And then Facebook, it's just my first and last name. I try to keep it simple, so I'm easy to find. (laughs) Angela Quinteros.
0: Perfect. Yeah. That's great. Well, this has been a real treat. I really appreciate you taking us into the back end of your business and sharing your journey. Um, We touched on so many beautiful, beautiful things that I know are going to, you know, like you said, breathe life into women who are kind of on the fence or unsure because it's that whole thing. If I can do it, you can do it. Like, and literally if I can do it, like, oh my God, you can do it because <laughs> I didn't right. think I could do it. <laughs> and we help each other through that way. Um, I look forward to seeing what's coming and, you know, I wish you the best success in this event. Galentine's day is so fun. Like it's just such a good way to have fun with it and to care for ourselves so that we can care for others. Yeah. Thanks for joining yeah. me today.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Mia. Thank you for having me. I've super enjoyed our conversation. It's just a lot of fun.
0: Awesome.